Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. I am Sean Hood, and that's Dave Taylor, and this is Eat Sleep Podcast for Beat FM 99 and the Fox's first and only wrestling podcast, a deep dive into all things about professional wrestling and sometimes the odd combat sport. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. We have a lot to get to. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, tons of stuff like the uh, bloodbath of a match between Brody Lee and Cody from AEW this week. Uh, the big retribution reveal we had. Uh, we're going to review NXT TakeOver 31. And we're definitely going to talk a little bit about the draft, which starts tonight. So we promise we're going to try and wrap this thing up by 8 o'clock so we can all watch the draft and see what's going to happen. But first, let me get the business out of the way. Uh, of course, I said we are Eat Sleep Podcast. Repeat, the easiest way to follow us is go to fm99.com and one of 69thefox.com right there under the media tab ESPR and you can find our link to our most recent episode all of the time other than that you can go on to all your favorite podcasting apps just search ESPR wrestling literally all of them Stitcher iTunes SoundCloud whatever you want to use search us subscribe give us a five-star rating and a review we would greatly appreciate it it helps us a, a great deal and then off you want to follow us on social media so you can interact with us whenever you can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash ESPR99, on the Twitter at ESPR99, and make sure you turn on those notifications so when we go live like this, you'll be notified and you can join in the discussion and be a part of the show. And don't forget, you can always email us, ESPR at FM99.com. So without further ado, we got a lot, Dave. Yep. What's up, Rich? Thanks for watching. Just want to get a shout out there. Hey, Rich, what's going on? Thanks for joining us. Uh, yeah, we got a ton to get to tonight. Uh, I, I, I alone have, I don't know, I think like 10 pages of things here to go through. Uh, it is, it is quite a lot. Um, like, first of all, uh, you know, what? let's get this one right out of the way. We teased right. it in the beginning. Let's go ahead and talk about it. The big retribution reveal, uh, because we've been talking for weeks about how retribution sucks <laughs> for lack yeah. of a better term. <laughs> um, and I've got to be honest, while this doesn't fix any of the problems really, um, it kind of intrigues me. It, it intrigues yeah. me at the very least that Ali would be the guy behind all of this. Um, and I like it in the sense that it gives some kind of focus story to Ali because yes, I it, think he deserves that. And, and he never had this kind of role before. No, you know, he's, you know, he's, he's kind of been that guy. I mean, he could have had that Kofi role last year, but he got hurt. Right. You know, and that kind of, you know, I'll say fell into Kofi's hands. I mean, it worked out um, tremendously. Uh, so maybe so maybe this is going to be his beef, but uh, he's never had this kind of thing. We kind of wish he did. We, we kind of thought he was going to be the hacker on SmackDown. And maybe and maybe there's more to that role that we're maybe going to find out that he is the uh, hacker on SmackDown or they're going to see his horns. I was going to say, if, um, if but, they had if they had any <laughs> if they had any, you know, I'm just going to say it. If they had any balls, what they would do is they would tie the hacker storyline into retribution. Yeah. And it, he would it, be it, it, both of sense. those characters. Yeah. Yeah, you can make it make sense. It's not hard to link the two together. And, and it would be interesting to see because, I mean, we just never see him have this kind of like leadership thing. It's almost kind of like when Seth Rollins became this architect kind of guy where it kind of created a different Seth than we knew. So yeah. maybe this maybe this is a breakout for Ali. I mean, will retribution work in the long run? I don't know. But I got more hope for him than I did three weeks ago. Yeah, I absolutely do. Um, I think maybe one of the next steps is since Ali has revealed himself to be the leader. I'm going to be honest here. This is this is me. This is how I would do it. Um, and the people may disagree with me. Everybody hates the names. T-Bar, Mace, uh, uh, you know, freaking Slackhole, Jawjack. I don't know whatever their names are. Slack the point Jack, is, whatever. Get rid of the names. Stop using the masks. 
just make them all be retribution members at this point. Let them say that the masks and the names were only to protect the identities until Ali was ready to make it known. Like, let's do that, and then let's 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 get rid of the rest of it now. I like that. Who who's the guy that's the former uh, Raw announcer? Um, that would be uh, Mace, who used to be Dio, uh, Dio, Dio Madden. Okay, because um, he may be the one guy that maybe not need that. Because he, I will say this: of all the characters, he does look the most intimidating with, with the outfit. He does. That being said, it's still dumb. Um, I've said it before, and I'll say it again: a polished turd is still a turd. So it's still not great. Uh, let them all kind of live or die on their own ability to get over, not the the gimmick with the masks and the terrible names, and because that that feels like a weight, an albatross around their necks at this point. Well, I, I will say that I do agree in, in the fact that it will not help them in the long run because we won't know who these guys are. Yeah, you, you know, you know kind of like like when they had the Nexus, and um, you know, I kind of forgot when Ryback was Ryback that uh, oh he was um, was he like Sheffield or what was his name in uh, Nexus. Let's tell me what he tried what, what he went by. You know? Ryback's name? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Who cares? Um, Skip Sheffield. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Then it wasn't when this thing like yip 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 something or whether like it was really <laughs> bad. It was really bad. I mean, like let's be honest. Everybody from Nexus, with the exception of uh, Wade Barrett, and um, because Dan O'Brien for the one week. <laughs> for the one week, I get. I guess it's not true because you had Heath Slater who kind of stayed Heath Slater. Uh, yeah. You and that worked okay for him. Um, then you had, uh, oh, I can't remember his name now. Justin um, Gabriel. Justin Gabriel. Thank you. That's what I was thinking of PJ. Oh, Black. I, 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 just, I thought like never, that's right. Like clicked on, but like, he never had, had a like, character. No, no. They just, he was just, just there. Yeah. It was like, it was like, Hey, go out there and do a four fifty splash and uh, everybody will be happy. You know? And that was it. And then, he kind of in that, in, in a similar way, reminded me of, of like a Paul London, who was a crazy talented guy. But there was just nothing there as far as a character for him or something to really sink his teeth into. So yeah. we just never got to know much about him. Um, you know, that's, Wait, that is what it is. Well, yeah, David Artunga, a lawyer uh, who became a decent commentator. And, and, you know, I think hunger, I guess he's still around, right? I mean, I would like to point out that I think it's amazing that he's still getting a paycheck, by the way. <laughs> of, of all the people they've had to let go during this time frame, I'm not saying I want anybody to lose their job. I'm just saying that I'm surprised certain other people lost their jobs and he's still there. Well, I think it's because of how he's handled. But, you know, but he, but he has, I mean, we saw him recently, right? Did he come back for something? When something uh, he was on, uh, wasn't he on some pre show or something like that or whatever? He's, yeah, he's been a yeah. part of something. I don't remember what it was. Yeah. And, um, and, and his wife is, um, he's got the famous wife. Uh, Jennifer is it Jennifer Hudson? Is that who it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, big Hollywood type. So I'm sure they like that, you know. But I mean, it's not like Jennifer Hudson ever does or says anything involving the WWE, so it doesn't really help them too. Husky oh, oh. Harris too. Yep, he became Bray. <laughs> and I mean, and then Bray, and then Bray became Bray again. Like he became a different Bray. I mean, like he really went through it. Um, it's 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 been. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't love the the retribution gimmick. I saw something from a former writer on WWE who was talking about why they're not clicking. And I mean, it's essentially what we've talked about here before. They have no real mission statement. There's nothing for the, their their name is retribution, but all they do is make cryptic phrases like uh, uh, threats that mean nothing really. So they're just yeah. kind of there, just wantonly, just kind of causing chaos, which doesn't nobody can really latch onto. It doesn't make us hate you, and it doesn't make us like you. So like, you've got to give them some kind of actual motivation for this. They're, they're hopefully, like <laughs> hopefully now with Ali, with Ali being unmasked and him being able to talk like a normal freaking human being, maybe Ali will be able to actually kind of center this group and give it some guidance. 
Yeah, yeah. So, so maybe there's hope. Yeah, it's almost like it's like Sasha Banks belt. Like, why should I cheer for you other than the fact that you're you're feuding against somebody? That yeah, I'm going to tell you right now. It's a good thing they're doing this feud when they are because the way they've done it, I don't think anybody would care if there was people there and in, in the crowd because I like you just said. Why would I? Why would I cheer for you? They'd have cheered her initial attack against, attack against Bailey, but buddy, she would not be getting huge reactions anymore. I, 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 will say, I, I will say this. This is not the preview, preview, preview to Hell in the Cell. But I will say, it, it has to be. I know they're supposed to wrestle tonight on SmackDown. And mm-hmm. I hope that you know she doesn't get drafted the, the Raw, which we'll talk about later. Um, oh, oh we'll, have a, we'll have a conversation about that. But, but, the, the, but the payoff has to be at Hell in the Cell. Otherwise, this is stupid if it doesn't happen there. Not, I mean, not payoff, but maybe a setup. I, I don't know. Well, we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Right. No, I get what you mean. I get what you mean. Oh, um, by the way, Lloyd, Lloyd, Lloyd says that uh, I guess Ali posted the picture on Twitter why they're attacking people. Oh, okay. I'll have to so, check that out. So, I didn't so, see that. So, so, so we will look into Lloyd. I appreciate that information. Thanks, thanks for watching. Be part of the show. Uh, commented on a couple of things. So, yeah, I appreciate so that. Uh, genuinely appreciate that. Um, a couple other random notes from Raw. I wanted, or from Raw. I'm sorry, from WWE. I want to talk about uh, Eric of the Viking Raiders underwent surgery recently. Um, I guess you figured while Ivar's out, now's the time to kind of get this taken care of because he's not being yeah. used. Uh, Eric's apparently, he talked about how he had a, uh, it was a, to repair a surgical screw in his arm that had come loose or something like that. And so he was just constantly having pain from it. So he's going to get that taken care of, get it redone, rehab the arm, and he should be uh, uh, hopefully not not down for too long. But I, like you said, he was working through it and he was okay, but he thought since he had the time, now's the time to get, to get it fixed. Yeah, well, let's smart be honest. Move. He... Smart move. Why, 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 why waste this opportunity? Yeah, I mean, when he comes back and his partner Ivar's not back, he'll uh, he'll just be on the main event. This wrestling. Yeah. So <laughs> exactly. Um, in addition to that, some more uh, uh, injury updates as a result. Uh, Mickey James uh, suffered an injury. I think she. I think it was reported that she had a broken nose. Uh, she suffered a broken nose at that point. Um, so she's going to be out for a few weeks at this uh, for right now. And it was, I think, during the Oscar match that it happened. So she's going to uh, be out with that for a little bit. Was it the, the one where, where they tap, tapped her out, but, no, or, but didn't tap her out, but then she lost to, uh, uh, what's, what's her face, now, the, the week after? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and she did describe it as when she went there, one side of her nose is completely caved in. So that's that. Yeah, that sounds uncomfortable. That does, uh, yeah. Yeah, so she'll be she, she'll be out uh she'll be out a few weeks at least. We'll see we'll see how long it takes her to come back. Um, I, I always like her. I just feel like they haven't figured out what to do with her since she's been back. I mean, she's she a great back. mentor yeah. in the ring. Agreed. Yeah, good, good mentor in the ring. So. Oh, absolutely. She's a great person to have there uh, to work with some of the younger girls. Um, another person that got injured. This one really stinks. If you watched NXT, uh, we'll we'll talk about it on Takeover. But a guy that's been playing that played into the storyline at uh at the main event at Takeover Thirty One was Ridge Holland after the match. Uh, he showed up and dumped the body of Adam Cole uh, over the barricade. Um, clearly meant for a big push coming out of this. But then on NXT on Wednesday night, he suffered a dislocated and broke his ankle, as well as dislocating and rupturing his patellar tendon. Oh, my God. Yeah, what happened was he was wrestling Danny Burch. The match was over. He was roughing up Danny Burch, and Danny Burch's partner, Oni Lorcan, came out to cut to help. At one point, uh, Ridge Holland is standing at ringside. Oni Lorcan does a dive over the ropes, and uh, Holland catches him, but you can see both of his legs buckle and give. And so he goes down hard and had to be carted out. They threw up the X's immediately, um, and obviously a really, really – 
disappointing situation right when he was about to get a push. Yeah, because they had this thing, which now he, he, the coat leaves the whole um, undisputed era in, in question. Not in question, because it's in because the question is, are they united? Are they not? And they're all talking about Rich Holland, and you know Adam Cole's got broken ribs, and all of a sudden, you know, the yeah. nemesis, he's out. Yeah, which makes me wonder if uh, if they did have something down the line for the Undisputed Era splitting up, are they going to rush it now because they don't have this storyline to fill the time? Or are they going to find somebody else to feud them with or something? I'm not well, who, sure. Who's the guy that came back that uh, he fought um, uh, Austin Theory? The, the guy that, Oh, guy. I don't remember off the top of my head. I know who you're talking about. Because yeah, um, um, that's the guy that Vince is going to swallow if, if they don't use him in NXT. Cause that, that, are, that's, are you talking about Dexter Loomis? Yes. Okay, Loomis. He, I don't know that he has been gone really. He just kind of is on TV sometimes, and he's not on TV sometimes. Like it's weird. Um, but it is that he came back from an injury or something of some kind. Oh, okay. I didn't even know he's injured. So there's that. Uh, Loomis, I uh, was happy to see. Um, not happy to see Austin Theory. Um, he, he, uh, he. Wait, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw it to you like this, Dave. We're not gonna get okay. into it. Uh, he had the same. He, he has the same issue right now that certain people have in the wrestling community. Uh, that makes it really iffy to see them on television. Um, so no, he's, no, he's been no, some of that. No, uh, yeah. No. Uh, again, I'm not commenting on the allegations or anything like that. I'm just saying it always makes it a little weird in situations like that to see the person on television. Um, but it may explain why he's not on Raw. So maybe, maybe that's what, yeah, they got him out of there in a hurry. And then, mm-hmm. oh man, because I especially, thought he did a great promo and everything else. Especially when you're going to have an angle with a 32 year old guy flirting with a 19 year old girl on raw. Uh, maybe a good idea to keep Austin theory. Well, clear of that. Um, again, I'm not even sure the extent of his allegations at this point. I know that he, uh, is tied up in something involving that. And so it's just, it's weird to see people on TV when you know that situation is going on because it, it just, it just feels a little weird. It just feels weird. Um, but in any event, uh, so Ridge Holland injured, unfortunately. So we don't know where that push is going at this point. And, uh, I mean, other than that, we could talk about a couple of other things from the week real fast that, uh, <laughs> uh Jordan says, yeah, nothing bites the- yeah, yeah. Um, hmm. uh, let me tell you, it, it's been, it's been a heck of a time in wrestling, but you know, well, we're going to talk about a couple of other big things from the week. Uh, one of them being, uh, the AEW episode, it was the 30th anniversary of Chris Jericho's, uh, wrestling career, which by okay. the way, Congratulations to him. 30 years in pro wrestling is amazing. Uh, he's had a tremendous career. I am going to say this. Really disappointing this had to happen in AEW. Yeah. Because whereas in WWE, he could have had a match with, I don't know, somebody he had history with, somebody who who really on a, on a big stage. You know what I mean? I know he and Luther have been friends for a long time, but Luther is well, well, well past his prime. Yeah. Um, and even in their brief encounter uh, in their tag match, Luther looked completely gassed a couple of minutes in and he he it looked like he had a hard time keeping it just didn't look like for for jericho's 30th anniversary celebration i, I kind of wanted him to have a, a bigger match but i understand that this was jericho's call too he wanted to work with luther so you know yeah. what that's also cool in the sense that he got to do what he wanted to do on his anniversary so i like that um I, but Chris other than that he could do whatever right now it doesn't matter I mean, other than that know. the the only thing that bothered me about the evening again it was it bothered me that he was in aew because everybody's talking about their favorite Chris Jericho moments and they're all moments in AEW. <laughs> and I'm like, 
that's boring because I got to be honest with you, almost none of my favorite Chris Jericho moments are in AEW. Maybe one or two. Maybe what, one him, or two. What, him ending up with the uh, mimosa? Come on, Sean. That, or, that, uh, hey, that's what Scorpio Sky said. <laughs> so. What about the uh, – I, I will say this. I th- the debate was better than I thought it was. The debate was, but I don't think that was because of Jericho. I thought it was because of Orange Cassidy. Yeah. Um, and the I will say that I, I enjoyed – when he came out to the press conference before they started Dynamite, when AEW was officially announced, um, when he came out and announced that he was a part of All Elite Wrestling, that was huge. That was a yeah. big deal. So I, I, I get that moment 100%. Him winning the title, the being the first champion, makes perfect sense. A um, little bit of the bubbly. That's a good moment. But, I mean, really, when you think of Chris Jericho moments, I mean, the one that stands out to everybody it has to be one of a couple of things. It's uh, the man of a thousand and four holds. Yeah. You know, where yes. he reads off the list. Yeah, the credenza. Yes. It's the arm bar. It's the one where he, uh, or, you know, him becoming a double champion and the, the, the first double champion, like the universal champion, the yeah, undisputed being a, champion. Being a rocket Austin the same night. The same night. I mean, he, bat, he beat that drum for years about how he was the guy who did that. Um, you know, stuff like that. It, those are the moments that my brain goes to automatically. Wait, wait, you, you, just because you missed a moment that's so important, I'm going to put you on the list. Yeah. I did. I missed a moment. Was it the list? Is that what you're trying to the go list. to? Yeah, because yes. the, li- the list doesn't rank as a moment for me. It's just a gimmick. Uh, but, but it worked out well. It, it, it gave oh, it did, something. without a doubt. But I can't point to a specific moment with the list and go, yeah, that, that was great. It's just the list as a whole. Uh, you know what? The, the moment with Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens had the, the uh, it, was it just since your life or the yeah. whatever the list part? I, I, I but, thought that part was... Uh, yeah, but that wasn't so much the list. That was him and Kevin Owens' relationship imploding. So that was, you know, that was, that was, that was good, but I get what you're saying. And I agree that that was a huge, that was an awesome, awesome, uh, 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 gimmick that he had in wrestling. It was over huge. Yeah. I'm putting Shawn Michaels head to the television. (laughs) See, that was cool. That's a great (laughs) moment. Um, you know, he's, he's had some really incredible moments. Uh, I just, you know, so it was just a bit of a bummer for it to be held in AEW where they had a, maybe a year and a half worth of footage of him. And, you know, they, they have all these screens at the beginning with images of Jericho, and they're all different images from really the same few things they had. So Yeah, well, they can't use yet WCW. Can't I know, use I know. Mountain, you know. I know. Yeah, well, well, it's just what, a bummer. What's been some, like, just a favorite match or two of Jericho? I know we talked about the, you know, the gimmicks or the, the moments, but, you, you know. The, uh, the real stuff. quick, real quick, just because we have a lot to get through tonight. We only yeah. got about 22 minutes left. Um, real quick, uh, favorite match with Jericho. It probably him and Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania. It was fantastic. It was it was an amazing match. I don't know how anybody doesn't pick uh, that match at least for a top five. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would say not so much the match, but he is the inventor, I guess, of the ladder match. I don't know if he mm-hmm. gets the, or the uh, the Money in the Bank match. So, but but some of those he never won one. Uh, no, but the, the moments he's he's had with those. It's, agreed. And, uh, yeah. Um, the Edge match at Mania. I thought. Uh, yeah. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. So I like that. So that was all good stuff. All good stuff. Um, the other thing, big thing from AEW Dynamite was uh, the dog collar match between Cody and Brody Lee for the uh, the TNT Championship. Uh, the return match for Cody. He looked great. Um, it was yeah. violent. It was violent uh, for 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 regular. Well, I yeah, say regular for regular for for cable, cable television. television. Yeah. That was pretty violent. Yeah, yeah. Hey, th- th- those who love the gore, that that's all I, I haven't seen. I haven't seen blood like that on cable TV in a while in wrestling. So that was uh, that was impressive. 
Um, it was a yeah. Lloyd Sanderson says great match. Uh, Lloyd, absolutely, it was a great match. If you haven't watched it, you should. As long as you're not squeamish with the blood. If the blood bothers you, don't watch it. It wasn't John Cena. Uh, was it JBL? JBL, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but still. but it was still it was still a lot of blood. It was still yeah, a lot yeah, of blood. They both had the crimson mask going on there. And by the way, dog dog collar matches. Um, there hasn't been many. I mean, because the only other one I can think yeah. of was is Piper and, and Valentine from the '80s, which uh, you know wasn't a great lit match. But was still bloody, you know. You, you think about it. I mean, this was, it was the Piper, brutal. What we knew was Piper and Valentine was always this kind of brawler guy. But well, and they're never they're never going to be a scientific affair. They're always meant no. to be brawls. You know what I mean? They're always meant to be fights. And but this one, I thought they did a good job of it being a fight, but also doing doing a good job of telling a story in the ring. Um, and Cody uh, comes back, takes the title back. Some people griping about that because Brody Lee just really won it like that not that long ago. And he drops it back to Cody. It's funny. I'm already seeing the Cody comparisons to like John Cena or to Roman Reigns or this, that, and the other thing. It's like, oh, because he runs the company. Everybody has to lose to him. He's lost a handful of matches and he's made him count when he has. And the point is to know when that's going to matter the most. And I don't think Cody winning is a bad thing. He is really one of their top stars. Um, and it, here's my thing. The, the Brody Lee and the Dark Order can turn this around and just get some new momentum coming back. It's not like this has to bury Brody Lee. Everybody acts like he's buried. This is it. He's over because he lost this match. If that's the case, then the character wasn't that strong to begin with. If, uh, if, if no matter what they do after this, he's buried, then he, the character wasn't that strong to begin with. Okay. The way, but he's kicking out of uh, all these holds and stuff. I mean, it's not mm. like, you know, he, he got beat, you know, with um, what's the finisher. Cause he had hit it a couple of times on them. The crossroads. Um, yeah, crossroads because he you know, yeah. kicked out at one point, and they're like, "Okay, you know, this, this guy's not just taking one f five, basically, if you will." Well, yes, this is true, but Dave, I'll point to your gripe about AEW on a regular basis is where everybody kicks out of everybody's finishers. So, I mean, that doesn't mean as much to me in AEW <laughs> when when people kick out of finishers because everybody well, does that. It it really takes kind I, of I a, a combined, it, it takes kind of a combined <laughs> yeah, nine, nine finishers to pin somebody, so. Um, yeah. yeah, it's almost like it's like uh, you know you're playing the video game version. You keep it. Yes, yes. Put the guy down. and you keep getting and frustrated. You went out and you, 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 out. Yeah, and you went with a roll up. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Always my problem in ECW would it be you know put him through twenty tables and then you pin the guy with the damn roll up. Right. All right. So there's a lot of things I want to talk about tonight, but we are really short on time. We've got about yeah. 18 minutes left. So let's get into N- NXT TakeOver 31. Let's go ahead and talk about that. Uh, see if we can get through this. So we can talk a little bit of the draft on the other side. Uh, we start the whole show off. The NXT North American Championship, Damian Priest, the champion, defending against Johnny Gargano. Really good match. Wow. I, I love the pacing of this match. I know yes. sometimes I complain because the matches are you know long and they're drawn out. These guys are lame. I don't know how they did the pacing of this match. Because this match was long, but the pace never stopped, even to mm-hmm. the end. It was incredible. These guys went almost 20 minutes nonstop, bell to bell. It, it wasn't the standard Gargano match, which has the long, kind of the slow build in. And what would you find? I'm not, I don't have no gripe with those, but this was different. And it was kind of the intensity continued throughout the match. And I really enjoyed it. These guys did a great job together. Priest is, he's finally getting the, the ball to run with. And every chance he's getting to, he's knocking it out of the park. Oh, that was by far his his best match. And I don't know if this because he's working with Johnny or what, but I I love that match. And if you didn't, he's firing all cylinders. Or, or, or you know, you skipped it. Uh, go back and watch it. Absolutely, maybe a match of the night. I don't know. Well, there's another match that was really good too. But but yeah, I, 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 there was a lot of matches on the show that were really yeah. good, Dave. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, but definitely thumbs up for that match. Yes. Uh, Kushida versus Velveteen Dream. 
we said it beforehand. There's no way Velveteen Dream wins this unless you want people to riot because nobody is happy with Velveteen Dream right now. And they're not no. happy with them having him on TV either. Um, Kushida, really, for all intents and purposes, this was heavily sided towards Kushida, as it should be, really. Um, Kushida's coming off the, 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 the turn in his character and trying to come off as more dangerous, more aggressive. And he did exactly that. He worked on the arm of Velveteen Dream to the point where it legitimately looked painful. Yeah, the, the move on the, with the steps. Yeah. With the arm and, and uh, going with the steps in the ring was was outstanding. The yeah. only gripe I got about this match is that I thought Velveteen Dream should have tapped earlier. Like I, like I would have been fine with that. Like, I get that. Like, like it was like three tries, and it's like okay. Is, well, is I think the happen? idea being that Dream is kind of an established perennial like upper mid card main event level guy, so it's like you know he's he's going to be hard to beat. Um, and but Kushida beat him, but he beat him decisively. I mean, it was it wasn't yeah. close. It it wasn't in the air who was going to win. Kushida it was really a matter of time. And what's funny is he attacked him after the bell, and I saw it reported on different sites. Oh, Kushida turns heel, attacking uh, uh, Velveteen Dream after the bell. And I'm like, maybe you haven't been following things lately. Um, that's about the most baby face thing he could do. And yeah. I saw somebody else going, oh, uh, Kushida pulling a big baby face move, uh, breaking Velveteen Dream's texting hand. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh. Um, uh, but but obviously the feud's not over because Velveteen Dream only screwed up and hit uh, Champa. Yeah. Um, so that, that's not going to build well for Velveteen down the road. Which, you know, if that's a feud where because Tomasa can bounce back from a couple of the beats or, uh, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. that, 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 that'll be fine. So Yeah, yeah. And Kushida looked good. I, I mean, it was a good match. It just it, it served its purpose of getting Kushida uh, moreover. Yeah, uh, this match I thought was insane. Was the uh, the cruiserweight championship? See, match. for me, this at this point, once we got to this match, this was my match of the night. Uh, Santos Escobar, the NXT cruiserweight champion, defending against Isaiah Swerve Scott. Fantastic match. Yeah, these yeah. two work incredibly well together. Um, they feuded as different characters, obviously, back in Lucha Underground, so you knew the chemistry was there. And golly Moses, what a great match! These two really, really brought the house down. And when you watch, you know, cruiserweight matches, like, hey, you think you've seen everything? No, nah, no, nah, you haven't. No, yeah. No. The guy when he goes for the flip and then, with the drop kick, and then uh, yes, uh, the hand, yeah, it's like holy crap. And then just uh, you know, with with his uh, Santos, uh, with his uh, his group coming out, and Legado just, del Fantasma. Yeah, and, and then somebody coming out for us uh, for Scott, and then it was just it was, it was chaotic. But holy cow, I mean. You know, if this is like the 205 lifestyle that we should have had, this would have been great for 205. Oh, oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> this is with that. As far as I'm concerned, just make the Cruiserweight division part of NXT and do away with 205 Live. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a bummer because 205 Live has a lot of really talented guys on there that won't get the screen time on NXT. But I, I'm I'm sorry, nobody's watching 205 Live. And, you know, no. they, they, they need to be focusing on these guys somewhere. If you can't draw them to 205 Live, we got to think of something else. Yeah, but uh, right. but rival match again. If you if you didn't go back and watch the match, I'm also going to say that about this match. If you didn't watch this one, go watch this one. Io Shirai, NXT Women's Champion, defending against Candice LeRae, and again, fantastic match between these two. Candice, in particular, was fantastic with her facial expressions and her her just visibly going from confident to like uh like overly confident, arrogant to like angry to like despair that she couldn't put EO away. Even when like Johnny came out and put on the ref shirt and tried to help her win. Like she like literally looked at him and goes, I can't, I can't, I can't. Like, she's like, she's losing faith in herself that she can beat EO. And it was, it was so well done. 
I was a little mixed in that part because we just saw the whole rough thing with uh, Bailey and Oscar and Sasha. Yeah, yeah, but, I was too, but it didn't go the same way. No, it didn't. But but the, but the fact that one because the ref you know revived. By the mm-hmm. way, the second ref bump that was well done. Mm-hmm. Um, because the first time we saw it, and then, and then again it was great because it, it bought time for Johnny to come out. But when when you said that Candace got upset. I thought Johnny was great in like trying to build her back up. Yes, agreed. So I, agreed. I, I, I like, oh man, this is perfect husband wife heel team. Just, I love them as know. a couple. Yeah, I love them as a couple. They're kind of what I wish uh, Maria and Mike Bennett had been able to become. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and I'm, we're not going to talk about them right now, but it's, it's no. kind of that that vibe. I love the two. I love the Garganos together. They're fantastic. Um, and this was an awesome match. If you haven't, you definitely need to watch it. At the very end of it, EO celebrating, and we find out that Ember Moon has returned. Well, you jumped the gun because actually first we got a video that came on the screen that announced that it's Tony time again because Tony Storm is returning to NXT. That's and right. then we found out who the mystery woman on the motorcycle has been. It's Ember Moon who comes back, and she's back in the women's division. The NXT women's division is stacked right now. In the main event uh, this past Wednesday on uh, NXT. Yes. Um, Ember like, Moon and uh, Rhea Ripley versus uh, Raquel Gonzalez and uh, Dakota Kai. Yeah. And it was a fa- it was a great tag match. Everybody played their parts beautifully. And Ember looked good, man. She looked crisp. Yeah. Good for her because we yeah. were worried that, uh, you know, that she might never come back. So, obviously, maybe yeah. she knew and just, you know, you kind of downplayed it because it's a bigger surprise. You know, it's not the yeah. spoiler of uh, – Hey, we're gonna expect to see this guy back. So, so kudos for them for keeping that on the DL because that's uh, always something that uh, kind of takes out the surprise. Somebody coming back, right? I agree. Yeah. Oh, one match left on the show, Sean. Oh, one match left. I'm sorry. You mean the <clears throat> the main event of the evening? The NXT Champion Finn Balor defending against the challenger Kyle O'Reilly. And if you didn't watch this match, what's wrong with you? Go watch this match. <laughs> wow. It, this has to be one of the best takeovers in a while. I mean, we have a lot of good ones, but mm-hmm. man. I mean, this, this well, really, match. it was a five-card, five-match card. Four of them were great, and yeah. one of them was was good. One of them yeah. was real was good. So it's like the 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 real the great ratio on this was fantastic. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah, because, uh, it, it, great for Kyle in this match. I yes. thought so. Just you know, trying to beat Finn and everything. I thought like, okay, you know what? Even if he doesn't win this match, you're building his character, which you can lose and still get over. And that's yes, what and that's exactly Kyle. what happened. Yes, Kyle and Finn tore the house down, and, and they did it in a match. I'm not. I don't know if a lot of people expected or whatever. But there was a ton of Japanese influence in this match. You could tell with the strong style, really stiff shots from both of these guys. Um, I loved the the. I mean, Kyle O'Reilly is always so good at making striking and MMA kind of seamlessly fit into his, his wrestling repertoire. And I mean, these guys are just worked so so well together. Um, brutal to watch just some of these strikes. Uh, and that when when Balor took that shot to the mouth. Oof. Yeah, dude, I, I, I did, yeah, I didn't realize at first what was going on until after right when the match ended and you saw the blood. You saw the blood in his mouth, and I'm thinking to myself. I wonder if he's legitimately hurt. And you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I still don't know that answer. They say he broke his jaw. I'm not sure about that. Because I've known people with broken jaws. And he broke it in two places, supposedly. I've known people with broken jaws. You don't walk around generally talking just fine a couple of days later. (laughs) 
I, I think they're playing it up. This is almost like, well, didn't uh, Drew McIntyre have a broken jaw or something? I mean, or? allegedly, yes, but nobody believed that for a second because they were yeah. from the Randy Orton punts, so nobody believed yeah, that. Yeah. So so I I, I, th- I think they're playing this up bigger. I mean, obviously he's hurt because he's probably not going to wrestle for probably. I think they said two weeks, and I'm like, that's it. that's not enough time for a fracture. That's no. So, but that's my thing is I think it's a storyline injury. I'm not so sure it's a it's an it's a I think it's a kayfabe injury, not so much a shoot injury. Well, he did go to the hospital after the match. So I know I'm, that part. Yeah, that I know yeah, for a yeah, fact. Because yeah. if you watch the match, the match ended a little bit quicker than um, than what happened because you can see, you know, because he flipped over that move, he reversed it, uh, the move that. Uh, O'Reilly was going for right. You stomped on him, and then you know the ref said, "Hey, yeah, we're going to end now." And then well, you're, uh, you're you're guessing that's what happened. <laughs> Why? Well, I mean, you see the ref talk to O'Reilly saying, "We're going home." <laughs> I mean, you can see the ref talking to him. I, I'm not going to say he told him we're going home, but I mean, again, I I thought it was a fantastic match. These guys worked their ass off, yeah. and it was. Like, I'm going to tell you, the NXT Takeover shows are some of my favorite shows because they only run about two to two and a half hours long in that range. And they're always worth that time investment. Always. It's something about like watching a one-hour program during the week and then a two to two-and-a-half-hour program when they do pay-per-views. I don't feel exhausted. I don't feel like I've wasted a ton of my time on stuff that I, that a lot of it was meh. Like, it ends up being a really enjoyable show. And that this, again, a, another fantastic edition of TakeOver. This is one of the strongest ones they did just because yeah. of the fact that four of the five matches were great. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I I agree with you because usually I'm the guy that complains. This match was too long. They kicked out of too many holds or whatever else. Um, like like in the Gargano match, I mean, like so many close two counts where I'm thinking like Damian Priest, like you're kind of get close, dude. I legitimately <laughs> thought uh, they they had me tricked a couple times. I thought Gargano was gonna win that once or twice. Yeah, yeah, because if Priest got his arm up like in the last second, I'm like, man, they better show a replay of this because I, I think like they, they you know. And then like, and then I was up. like I was like, no, please, Dave can't be right. So uh, I really yeah, was... I'm bummed. I didn't, I didn't get the uh, the uh, couple getting uh, both titles. That's a little. I was like, yes! the outcome. <laughs> but but happy for the matches because right. the matches were great. So I, a nine out of ten. I mean, almost a perfect show. Um, oh, by the way, and then the, the, the ending angle, which we talked about with uh, Ridge, Ridge Holland and kind Ridge and uh, dropping Adam Cole out. But again, that's not going anywhere now because Ridge is hurt. Yeah, well, is what it nine is. Out, nine out of ten for me. Yeah, I think it's a solid rating. A nine out of ten is is a solid review of that show. So that's NXT TakeOver 31. We got about five minutes to tell you what we think of the draft here coming up, which is starting in about six minutes. Um, draft time. I'm 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 always excited for the draft, and then I'll, yeah. sometimes I'm left sad about the draft because of how they do it. There are spoilers out there. We're not going to get into them because no, none around the show. So, but they are. There's a couple that are out there, and I've seen some hints at stuff, and I'm kind of worried about some things. Yeah. Um, they're talking here about like I'm reading some of the rules on here and stuff. Uh, it doesn't say anything about NXT guys being in the draft, so that's interesting. Um, I'm kind of glad about that, but at the same time, I don't love it because it's like it kind of furthers the idea that NXT is not on the level of Raw and SmackDown, which bums me out after they're showing a Survivor Series last year. Yeah. Um, but hey, it is what it is. I'm still interested to see what they do with these guys in the draft. Uh, they said that the rules and superstar pools have now been finalized. Over 60 male superstars, female superstars, and tag teams have been placed into the 2020 draft. More than 20 are eligible uh, to be drafted on Friday night, and more than 30 are eligibly drafted on Raw. During the length of each show, for every two picks that SmackDown selects, Raw will get three picks. I don't know why that's fair, but that's the way we're going to do it. Maybe because uh, they have an extra hour. They have an extra hour. Well, Because how many times can Seth Rollins and the Hurt Business wrestle on Monday night? Um, like five or six. We've seen that. 
Uh, WWE superstars have been split into eligible pools for the Friday and Monday night episodes for the draft. Here's the breakdown. Who is available each night for selection? So they've broken it down, and like on certain nights, you're only going to see certain people available to be drafted. So we'll see how that goes. Um, we'll find out very quickly uh, who who's going to be going here. I mean, you look at some of these names on this list, and some of them make perfect sense um, to be moving around. But Dave and I decided we might do a little something where we talk about – we'll throw out some names names real quick about who we think needs to change brands like who who needs to get drafted in this draft and figure out uh maybe something better for them on a, on a you know what do they say greener pastures you know yeah so uh, uh dave do you want to give your first name who you think needs to get drafted uh well apparently he's already on raw is braun Strowman. <laughs> okay well you know what that was my first one too braun to raw um <laughs> because he essentially lives there now anyway and they just started this feud with keith lee and i don't want key off keith off raw so yeah, just bring Braun over, get him away from the fiend, get him. Let's let's do something new with Braun. Um, I'll, I'll go another guy. I, I guess to go to SmackDown, mm -hmm. would be Ricochet. Okay, get him away from the hurt business and all that stuff. I yeah, get that. because that's just getting. You know, we've seen that now. You know, I don't know. It's like, it seems like the last three months. I know. I know. There's there's a lack of superstars right now because guys are hurt and guys aren't wrestling yep, and, yep. and they cut everybody else. Uh, my my second pick is Alistair Black to SmackDown. I want to see him move over to SmackDown, get a fresh start away from uh, Raw, where he was clearly mishandled. Um, and, you know, he can do his heel run over there. And I have more faith in them to be able to tell that story. Right. I, I, I got The Fiend and Alexa going the wrong. See, I thought that too, but the writing on Raw is so bad. And The Fiend is such an iffy character to begin with that I'm afraid that if he goes to Raw, it's going to be horrible. So I was just a little concerned that if I'm kind of with you, <clears throat> but then that would go against my brawn pick too, because I don't brawn away from the fiend. So I'm like, if I move the, if I pick the fiend and brawn, but Hey, they could, it could absolutely happen. I just don't have faith in the writers over on raw and mainly Vince McMahon. Um, my third pick was uh, either pick one. I don't care either Bailey or Sasha, Sasha moving to raw. I want one of them off of the show with each other. Because you can still continue the feud. Let's not pretend like we don't mix brands throughout the year. It absolutely still happens. Well, Plus, well, we've got the Royal Rumble coming up. Plus, we've got WrestleMania coming up after that. There's easily a chance for them to go at it again. Well, with Tasha winning the Rumble would make sense in that regard. But then, but Tasha has to go tonight. Like, they wrestle, and then after the match. I'm fine with that. that immediately after the match, draft her over to Raw. Get her away from Bailey. Who else is Bailey going to fight? I think Sasha needs to stay on SmackDown. Well, that's fine. They keep. I just said Sasha or Bailey. I don't care. Just get one of them away from the other one. I don't care who goes where. I'm I'm fine with it if they want to move Bailey over. That's fine. I think if you're going to move the ladies, um, if it's not Alexa, then Nikki Cross because 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 she because that because I don't know what this Alexa thing is going to bring. What is, what is it with you and wanting to move all the people from the same show over to the other show with each other? <laughs> Like you're like, let's move Braun and the Fiend and Alexa and Nikki and everybody I, over to I Raw. <laughs> <laughs> um, the let's move to the SmackDown because it makes no sense. I do agree with you that she could use the change of scenery, but see, I'm trying to think mixing with Carmella? other people in that no. regard. Well, she's just now debuting, so that's not going to happen. Yeah. I don't think. I mean, I guess she well, could. But, you never but know. She's draftable because she didn't really say she's SmackDown. Yeah, you're right. She 100% could. So maybe, maybe. Um, my next one is uh, Shorty G to either Raw uh, to go to Raw and re-debut as Chad Gable. Leave the Shorty G crap over on SmackDown. Re-debut as Chad Gable over on Raw. But I, I, I can see that. So just I, I'm tired of it. I want it to be over. I want it. To, I want it to be over. 
Um, and then well, I'm looking at some of the names here. I mean, like really like Rick Moths, uh, Archer. I, I got to forget about these guys. Yeah. Uh, that, oh. And that's the problem. Some of them will be picks and they'll be really disappointing. And, and you really need to do this, but it's, it's either, if they're going to be together or they're not going to be together, but put Peyton Rice on one brand and Billy can the other, even separate. That's fine. I can see that. Um, my last pick is just going to be splitting up a tag team. Cause I think one of them has more potential than the other. Get Bobby Roode away from Dolph Ziggler, move him to SmackDown. Just get him away from there. Uh, I, I want him to have a fresh start away from Dolph Ziggler. Um, my black horse pick, uh, or black horse, dark horse, I don't know what the word is, um, it was uh, was really was really going to be Bobby Roode at that point. I wanted it to, because Bobby Roode, I don't see him moving because they seem to not know what to do with him. So he's going to stay with um, he's going to stay with Dolph no matter what. Yeah, well, unless Beer Money shows up. But what's his uh, partner? You know, on the flip side, just because, yeah, James Storm, that'd be kind of cool, actually, if James Storm all of a sudden gets drafted. He's a a free agent because they did mention free agents in the uh, draft rules. That'd be kind of interesting. And just on the offset chance that this might happen, I could kind of be okay with New Day moving because they've wrestled everybody on SmackDown. But but they're still hurt. But I mean, because they're still still, draftable as a unit. It says it says it on the thing. Yeah, because I draft them all. Would love to see Big E go after Reigns next. That would be just. I would too, but I'm just saying I could I I could be okay with if they're going to keep them all together and go back to the tag team thing when they're all back and healthy. Then I want them off of SmackDown because I've seen them face everybody on there a million times. Uh, and then my dark horse, Davocado, Kato, get him off of Raw, get him away from the Raw Underground as far away as he possibly can, and far away from Braun if Braun goes to Raw. Right. Just put him on SmackDown because you, you've already ruined it. Fair enough. Um, Patrine Pierce, I think you saw that, Dave. If you want to grab that comment real fast, Patrine wants to know who's going to be number one. Oh, the number one draft pick. That's a good question. Yeah. The smart. Uh, the problem is I don't see them moving anybody really essential. Like, I don't see Seth Rollins moving. I don't see Roman Reigns moving. I don't see Drew McIntyre moving. I don't see anybody like that moving. No, I, so, I, I would see, like, say, hey, going to put Dominic on SmackDown. But know? even then, I mean, I wouldn't see him as a number one pick. Um, and I think it says Dominic and Rey Mysterio together on the list. I yes, think they're they listed together. together so, yep. uh, Naomi can really, move, to me... Know? To me, a number one pick would need to be a surprise, almost like somebody returning or a big reveal or something like that, um, that maybe people weren't aware of. Bianca Belair, you know, I mean, maybe she can get a chance. Not number one, no, No, not number one. So for tonight, God. Yeah, that's who she's wondering is who's going to be number one Uh, for tonight's list. Asuka, Sasha Banks, but I'm reading through this whole thing trying so to see who makes the most sense. Who gets the SmackDown? Right? Is it who gets the number one pick tonight? Is it? Uh... Uh, that's a great question. I don't know. Um, yeah, but, at least her business is together because it's worried that they're going to get split up. So, right. I think, you know sense. what? I think number one, or regardless, I think number one might end up being AJ Styles. I'm going to go with AJ Styles to get him away from, to get him away from, uh, Paul Heyman, who is now on SmackDown again. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and the way that is the way the way he's been treated. But, um, but obviously, the last couple of weeks, you know, the way he's been losing, it's, it's, you can get him out of there. I get would say, out, yeah. if not him, then maybe like Matt Riddle. Right. I can see that. Keep, can keep so. Matt on SmackDown. In any event, all right, well, that's going to be it. We're three minutes over our time. Sorry, guys. I promise we're going to wrap this up quickly so we can all go watch the draft and see what happens, and then we'll talk about that next week, the results and everything. Make sure you follow us online on Facebook.com slash ESPR99, on the Twitter at ESPR99, because we are going to be sending out our thoughts about the draft as we are able to watch it. So make sure you follow us on there and turn on your notifications so when when we go live, you guys can interact with us. Thank you, everybody who was with us tonight. 
And uh, don't forget, email us ESPRFM99.com. That's the other way to reach us all the time. If you have thoughts on the draft, but you want to give them to us later, uh, yeah. search us out on your, all your podcasting apps, ESPR Wrestling. Nice and easy. Give us a five-star rating and review and subscribe. Subscribe. We greatly appreciate that. And FM99.com and 1069thefox.com. You can always find us on there under the media tab, ESPR. Until next week, Dave, when we will discuss the results from the draft. Just remember to eat, sleep, podcast, and repeat. Good night, everybody. <laughs>